I'm going to give you three reasons why you might be self-sabotaging your relationships and how to fix it. Welcome back to the Dear Future Husband podcast. I'm your host, Christian. And this is the first episode where I really just get to be one-on-one with you guys. I would say face-to-face, but that's not a reality yet. Maybe one day, maybe I can say heart to heart. I hope that this reaches you very uh, transparently because here's the problem. Sometimes we get into relationships and we they end unexpectedly. We hit bumps in the road out of nowhere. We think, what happened? Happen? It could be because we are self-sabotaging our relationships. And you might think, Christian, what does self-sabotaging a relationship look like? Well, it looks like pushing away, breaking it off prematurely or without reason, comparing to past relationships, over-idealizing, being unfaithful or withholding emotions. If you're doing any of these things without prompt and maybe habitually, there could be a reason why this is happening. So I want to give you three reasons that are behind these actions, why we can actually self-sabotage, and let's talk about it. So reason number one why you could be self-sabotaging your own relationships is a lack of communication or emotional intelligence. Now, emotional intelligence is the ability to manage both your own emotions and understand the emotions of people around you. In this sake, we'll say you're significant. Now, these go hand in hand because our ability to understand and communicate where we are is the way that we're able to build intimacy, to create communication, to bridge conflict. It's a necessary tool to be able to relate to others and express ourselves. Now, what happens if you don't have that ability? You shut down. You get passive aggressive. You hit a wall. Like You don't have the at gas to get up the mountain, if you will, if you want a visual of this relational equity that you need to build with someone else. And what happens is when we do this so often for for a certain amount of time, like we get to this place where we think, I should know this person better. They should understand me better, but they just don't. And it can feel very defeating if you've been in that place. And essentially, when you're at the end of the rope, it feels like, or you might tell yourself, it's easier just to be alone. Or this person just doesn't understand me like someone else could. I just need to be with someone else. But the truth is, if this is a cycle or a pattern in your life, it's only going to continue. And of course, you know, there could be someone that you just speak differently. You have different backgrounds or you're not maybe a good mesh or a good fit. So I would advise you, look at your other relationships, your family, your friendship. Is this a pattern that you're seeing where you constantly feel misunderstood or you're unable to get what you feel across. Now, if you are, this isn't the point fingers because there is hope. There is a way we can enhance our emotional intelligence. We can uh, learn to communicate more efficiently. And I want that for you. So before you get to the point of you're cutting people off or you're losing that someone that's a great catch and it's just feeling like the puzzle pieces don't fit, take a deep dive. Take a self-assessment and see, can I enhance the way that I understand myself and relate to others? Now, the second reason that we can be self-sabotaging our own relationships is because of fear. I think that fear is one of those where we don't readily admit that we're scared to get into a relationship, especially not once we're already in that relationship. We think we found the one. That was the hardest part, right? Like we're dating, we're there, check the box off. But how much harder is it actually to be in a relationship, to be able to conquer your fears and and lead with faith that 
you're going to keep getting to know this person. You're going to continue to open up a big fear that comes up in relationship that causes people to split prematurely or without reason is this fear that they're going to find out that I have mistakes, that I have flaws, and they're going to leave me. So I might as well leave them before they do so I can have an upper hand, right? You've heard that one before. Have you been there? This fear is really this anxious way of thinking that's trying to premeditate what the other person's going to do. And it becomes like this, this dance or this battle where you're trying to see you don't want to be exposed. You don't want to feel rejected. You don't want to be uh, vulnerable and, and open up and not have your heart well received. I cannot promise you that heartbreak won't happen in your journey of finding love. But I can say that if we lead with fear, we're going to have fearful responses. But if we lead with patience, with, with openness, with trust, with integrity, we'll see much better results. I remember when I was in high school, there was like a Drake album that came out and it was either called Trust Issues or it was a song called Trust Issues. And everyone was like, oh yeah, I have trust issues and just made it this joke. And we're more comfortable to joke about having trust issues than to identify them and learn from them. Now, if you've been in a dating or a serious relationship where you could readily have trust issues, if someone wasn't fully themselves, if they were unfaithful, whatever the story may be, try to isolate that situation, that circumstance to that relationship. What I'd hate, especially for the women listening to this, is for you to think that you were the problem, that you were the reason someone caused you not to trust them, or to think that that person's just going to be the same as every other one. The only time that we will see that pattern keep repeating in our other relationships is we don't learn what the red flags were for that person or for that situation um, and not, oh, I should have seen this coming. I, I can't trust myself. No, no, no. What did that person not show you? What, what were they not tied to? Did they not have good morals? Were you not super transparent? Was it really just this heightened uh, affection instead of a commitment with each other, right? Like these are the things that we should figure out so we don't have trust issues continually. And reason number three, that we self-sabotage relationships is actually because of shame. And if you're not new around here, you know this is a passionate topic on my heart because I've been there, I've lived in it, and I can see so evidently looking back now in hindsight how much it affected my character, my, um, in, my insight, the way I saw myself, and the way I saw others. And like we mentioned before, we have to have the right and productive scope for ourselves and for the people around us to be able to do relationships well. And this is not not solely only to our romantic spouse or partner, but it's also for our family and our friendships. You know, when we take on shame, we are saying, I believe that what I've done is bigger than who I actually am. I believe that I am my mistakes. I didn't make mistakes, but I am one. And we begin to think, if I see myself that way, how do others see me? And that in itself can lead to putting on a persona or a mask where we feel like we have to be someone else that we're not. It can lead to us leading with like our head down, almost entering relationships like don't see me, don't see me. And I see that actually physically manifest in people sometimes where they meet someone that they want to connect with, but like their whole body posture just um, sumps. And it's almost like this hiddenness. And what I want is for us to be able to enter relationships fully transparent, once knowing who we are, knowing how to show up as our best and authentic self. 
so that we can have relationships where we do have this commonality, we do have this rapport with one another, and we can grow. So if you are in that situation of taking on shame and it's hinging your relationships, what does that look like? It looks like being scared to open up or go deeper, thinking I have to stay in like the first day, happy-go-lucky sphere where everything's just exciting and fun, but they can't get to know me or they can't get to know that one thing. Listen, if you are dating the person that you're going to marry, you, they're going to know you the most intimately than anyone around you here on this earth. And so they have to actually know you. And there has to be this trust, again, going back to the fear. You have to be able to trust them with your heart. I'm not saying right away, but at some point. So if there is something where you just think, I have to lock away a key on that chapter of my life, that could be there's shame coming up and it can actually sabotage your relationship in the future. Or it looks like we don't think we deserve them. We don't think we deserve to be happy or to have a healthy relationship. This was particularly true for me. This is where I camped out when I was really dealing with shame. Started dating Arden. And as soon as it got to the point where we were ready to commit to each other, I thought, he can't commit to me because I have baggage. I'm damaged goods. I have skeletons in the closet. And it wasn't even that I was still entertaining those things. Those were in my past, but I still thought it's part of me. He doesn't deserve to have to deal with that. He needs someone better. And that's what shame says. And it's such a lie. Now, if I was still doing things and, you know, I was being unfaithful to him or um, I wasn't actually being someone that respected and loved him, then that's a different story. But I was at a place in my life where God had healed me from the things that I was ashamed by. He had taken me from the situations and taught me why I had done them, why he wanted me to change, how to move on from that. But I was still thinking, yeah, but it's, it's still a part of me. It's like a guilty sentence, right? And I was almost taught, I, I can see now so clearly, I was talking myself out of the relationship because I was disqualifying myself. And when we entertain shame, we will constantly do that. We'll disqualify ourselves from showing up, from, from being in the relationship, from being in the career, to being the friend, all because we think we don't deserve to be there. And what happens? Not only do we miss out on all the things we're supposed to be, but the people that need us to be the best version to show up, they miss out on that as well. Who are the friends that uh, need you in their life? Who is the, the partner that you're going to equally challenge and, and support and love fearlessly that, that misses that piece of you because you just are counting yourself out? I could talk about this topic for hours and I give practical steps and, and vulnerable testimony within my new book that's called Break Up With What Broke You, available everywhere. I'd love for you to get that if this is a topic especially speaking to you. But I want to end on this note and make it so, so clear. That all three of these reasons are things that you can overcome. If you've dealt with one, two, or all three of these, I encourage you, do not cut yourself off. Do not tune out here. Probe those and explore that. See how can you improve it and invite someone you trust to speak into it and do it alongside you. Because if you're saying right now, dear future husband, I want to love you well, that means committing to not sabotaging that relationship when it comes committing to being your best so that you can have the best relationship. I hope that this episode encouraged you. It's a joy to get to be heart to heart with you. And I'd love if you could leave a review, share it with a friend, give a comment and subscribe so we can keep having these chats. Until next time.